Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When we started to get this one off the ground, there were a lot of questions. How do you record an episode? How do you get the show into all these podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Overcast so people can actually listen to it? I've seen some shows make a bunch of money. How can I? The answer to every one of these questions is simple. Anchor. Anchor's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use, to the point where you can pull out your phone right now and knock out a solo episode if you wanted to. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means that you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. Anchor makes it easy for us to record from wherever, whenever, and not worry about unreasonable subscriptions or limits. It's the easiest platform to get your show on all bigger platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You even get to see how your show is doing per episode by how many listens you've received with Anchor's metrics. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm start to join us and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Now let's get this shit popping. MVP, a clerk and a supervisor, refused to accept a New Mexico's man's state driver's license as he sought a marriage license because the clerk and her supervisor believed that New Mexico was a foreign country. (laughs) (laughs) But... It ends the article by saying New Mexico became a U.S. state in 1912. God, America is fucked up. <laughs> That's so the, the fact they just saw Mexico and was like, nah. No matter how much money you have, no matter how famous you are, being black in America is it's tough. There's some shit going on with black people right now. From news and politics and over the middle getting free to sports and entertainment. Touchdown! We're going to tell you exactly how we feel about it. Have some fun, man. This is Young, Black, and Bothered. Hey, y'all, back again for another episode of the Young, Black, and Bothered podcast. I'm your host, Greg. Hey, it's your girl, Chris. What's going on, y'all? It's CJ. Yo, everyone's cute. We're back again for episode 49 of the Young Black and Ballers podcast. You can actually follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, Spotify. And we do have a Patreon page. You can donate between Patreon at Young Black Pod. You can also donate from the Anchor app. And we do have a sponsor, Flipboard. Um, You'll hear the thing after the show. Um, So let's just get right into the news. So the biggest news of the week is that George H.W. Bush, the 41st president, died at 94. Um, If you notice that you didn't get any mail today, that's because his funeral was today. So naturally, if you're in D.C., you had traffic. If you were part of the United States, you probably did not get mail. Um, Honestly, I'm kind of indifferent when it comes to Bush because I didn't like a lot of his ideals. But my condolences to him, especially after losing his wife earlier this year. So how do you guys feel about it? Man, you gotta go when you gotta go. You know, he was uh, he was ninety four or some shit like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, he lived a full life. Uh, he was a president. He showed him some respect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we wasn't uh, so we didn't always agree with his policies while he was here. You know, he definitely was uh, involved in a with the with the crack crack cocaine epidemic that went on in uh, not just our city but cities across the United States that attacked uh, urban communities. War on drugs. Yeah, war on drugs. He was the damn war on drugs. <laughs> he was the war. Well, but uh, it's all good yeah. though. You still gotta have respect for life. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I feel. I saw that made a status on uh, Twitter. How you feel about it, Q? I um, mean, you know, I, I, my, as 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 someone who has eulogized a parent. I really, I truly felt for, for um, George W. Bush, mm-hmm. um, because I mean, like, like I said on Twitter, I did not agree with most to all of most to all of the policies that he uh, implemented as as president. But you can see the raw emotion of a son who misses his dad. Who truly misses his dad, 
that was heartfelt. And then the fact at the end when he broke, he, you know, to hold it together until that point, I emphasize. I that what that brought me back to flashbacks. That brought back a flashback of when I <laughs> when I eulogized my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something you can't fake. And it also showed some true emotion, and it was a, a, a complete contrast to that orange buffoon that would that decided, oh, I'm gonna just be here, and I'm gonna make, I'm gonna try to make this about me. No, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. This is a man. Regardless, this is a man, George uh, George uh, George H. W. Bush. Regardless of how you felt about his policies, the man was a war hero. He was shot out of a plane. Mm-hmm. Shot out of a plane. As a parent, thank God I, I, I you know, have never, and I hope never as long as I live, that I had to bury, bury a child, one of my children. Mm-hmm. I pray that I never have to experience that as as long as I'm alive. But he also is the man who suffered personal tragedy in, in losing a child. I don't know how I will be able to survive if one of my if one of my one of my babies if something was to happen to them, if they was to get sick and then they you know, and there's nothing that I can do as a parent I can do. Yeah. Um so you know we you have to you honor him not for the policies that he implemented, but that for the for the person he was. A war and we gotta talk about the ADA came out of him. Yeah. And and right, you're absolutely right. Look at the policies that Bush implemented when he was president with the 41 implemented when he was president. We have he he tried to get he you know immigration reform. He was responsible for the for the responsible for ending the Cold War. Mm-hmm. He was responsible for the fall of the Berlin Wall. He mm-hmm. implemented the ADA. He you actually know, did a lot. <laughs> he did a he was a very, very domestic president. It's he just, just wasn't that, a likable guy. That's what they say. He didn't have the personality factor that he didn't at that at that time. At he that time, no, he didn't. But the man was—I I can say—the man was honest. <laughs> the man was honest, mm-hmm. to, you know, and he was above—he was above party. He put his country first. Yes, his country first. It wasn't about being a Republican or being a Democrat. It was what was what would be best for the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's something that politicians in this day and age, especially in this current administration, cannot fathom. It's more, what do rich people want? Right. (laughs) All right, so look, though, did y'all check out on a lighter note, once once Trump came to sit down after Obama, that was some natural comedy for your ass right there. It was. <laughs> yes, it was. No one wanted to acknowledge him. <laughs> Obama Yo, was like, well, shit, he's sitting right here. I got to say something. Yeah, did you see how Hillary was like? I'm not. Yeah, seeing he look over. Because if I look at this motherfucker, I'm going to I'm gonna want to choke him. Yeah. Yeah. Shane looks uh-huh. over there. Okay. He's he not letting that man get to him at all. Yeah, he was like, go ahead, let me give him the smirk. Hey, how you doing, man? What's but up? no, but the sweetest moment, again, you know, um, W and, and Michelle got some... I love their relationship. I feel like, yes. but I really like George Bush. So I could see that happening. Like, he seems like he's a cool guy. He is. He is. He's very, like, he, as they would say, he's someone that you can have a beer with. Exactly. You can have a beer with George Bush. Even though he doesn't drink anymore. Anymore. Oh, yeah. He doesn't drink anymore. Chuck on the pretzel the last time. Yeah, but no, but remember, GW, GW was a raging alcoholic. 
second. And he quit cold turkey. Mm. He quit cold turkey in 1986 mm. because he felt he he looked at he looked in the mirror and he said and he told himself, "I one day I'm going to embarrass my father." So he quit and has not had another drink since. What a nice guy! Mm. And he makes great artwork. He does. And Bush's and Bush's since Bush's humor, it's just like it. it the man is humorous and not just because he really is a dunce but he's really humorous we're not at you because you're a buffoon (laughs) we're laughing at you because you're a buffoon but you're funny Mm -hmm. you mean well you mean well well let's move so in I guess like I, I want to keep the politics to, you know, the memory of George H.W. Because honestly, I, I don't even want to tarnish the week with him, you know, with anything else. So let's just go into. So the CDC says that some romaine lettuce is now safe to eat, but do not break out your salad tongs yet. Yeah, I'm good off the romaine lettuce. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be eating romaine for a while. I'm, I'm going to tell you a funny story. So Jess and I, we go to dinner with her aunt, you know, just, just to celebrate Hanukkah and everything. So first night, like, all right, let's go to this Italian restaurant. So shout out to a lot. So um, if anybody wants to know of a good restaurant in, like, the Maryland area, like, that is a really good restaurant. So we go, and most Italian places, what they'll do is give you a salad between, you know, your appetizer and your meal. So I asked, I was like, okay, so since the salad that you normally have has romaine, are you going to give us arugula? Are you going to give us, um, what, uh, like, iceberg? Because me, I hate iceberg lettuce. Like, to Yeah. I hate it. So the guy was like, oh, no, it's arugula, spinach, and um, kale. And I did not realize how much I hated kale for no reason. Kale is so bitter. <laughs> I love kale. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Well, raw kale, I should say. Yeah. Well, the thing is, this, in the salad mixed with the arugula and the spinach, it actually tasted good. But I told myself, I'm going to go to Safeway and go and just get kale just to try it. And like you said, Chris, bitter. Something about it is just not right. Yeah, it's very tart. It's just like, it's not like, it's not like um, spinach, you know. It's like collard greens more so. Yeah. Thick, gritty. Yeah, I Nobody am, wants to drink it. I mean, drink it, eat it. I am definitely not a fan. So apparently the CDC is saying that it is okay, even though at least 43 people in 12 different states have been sickened so far because of equal life. And my coworker said today, well, Greg, like, what in the fuck is safe to eat if you can't have lettuce? They're like, oh, as somebody, I guess he is a vegan, so he's like, oh, yeah, well, all the stuff that they told us that was okay to eat now all of a sudden is having a lot of issues. And I said, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a vegan. So maybe, like, public health needs to, like, crack down on certain things because if this, this is, like, what, the fourth time this year that something has happened with E. coli and vegetables? Because didn't they have the same thing with, like, was it cucumbers that had E. coli? It was something else that this year had it. And they were, like, recalling, like, a whole different strand of vegetables and everything that were really fucked. I, th- I think it was broccoli. Broccoli. Because yeah, broccoli. The problem is mass production. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you know, you can't just you have to find an alternative way or really teach people sustainability within their own communities. Mm-hmm. Or we're gonna keep running into issues because it's being produced too fast and people are being dirty and nasty. Mm-hmm. Not taking the proper procedures and precautions when going into this type of agriculture. Because when you produce mass crops, you know, you really have to thoroughly go through it. You're not really doing that. Well, quick question. So what I noticed, and I was trying to research, where the majority of the romaine lettuce, like, companies manufacturing and, you know, cropping these, you know, vegetables and everything from in the midwest it's it's either in the midwest or central california 
And yeah, in California, which they have no water. Exactly. So <clears throat> if they have no water, and then you have... Or it might be Northern California. You got to think about them. Yeah. It, it's just, oh boy. All I know is that when I in Safeway, like, there were none. There was, like, nothing. At, at that point, I guess they figured, okay, we're just not going to give them lettuce. They'll just have to deal with celery that's chopped, and they'll just have to live with that with their salads, so... How do you protect people from like a base? I don't want to say it's a basic necessity being romaine lettuce, but when people know romaine lettuce is to be the go-to for salads and like healthy, food. I feel like you would have to go to a local produce person because yes. you know, that's just not safe. organic. Yeah, locally, locally, locally sourced, locally produced. Yeah. Well, I guess in a minute, in a minute, niggas just gonna be eating rice. In a minute, people need to just get their own gardens and grow their own crops. Well, I'm gonna tell you a grow their own food. CJ, so you had mentioned rice. So I sent this I don't I think we talked about this on the podcast a couple months ago, where they weren't like they were manufacturing plastic and making it like look like rice and people were eating it. I think this Oh man, are they doing that to us? Yeah. I'm gonna try to find it. And I'll add so the Chinese be having mad fake shit <laughs> as far as like uh what do you call it? Um counterfeiting. They have like fake honey that's like brown juice. They have like um fake chicken and meat. It's like they, they've been doing this for years. So yeah, their fake rice shit is real. I'm just, so I check this out. Are they trying to kill us, or who, who are they trying to no, kill? No, they're trying to make money. It's much easier to just make some fake shit than to really grow a crop. That's true. So here's the video that's on YouTube of the guy literally throwing plastic into a ricer, and you see it's nothing but plastic. It's not like he's throwing bags of rice. He's throwing... Yeah, try to be wilding with that shit. Break away, huh? I'm telling you, this shit is... I saw that before and I was just like, that's kind of wild. So he's legit throwing it in there and it's coming out processed like that only to turn into rice after it's diced at the end. That shit is wild. I'm going to put this link in the show notes for anybody who wants to watch it. They can for themselves. So I tell people now, I'm like, I don't want white rice. Just give me brown going forward. But yeah, I never really ate white rice. Or, like, even though I go to the hibachi spots and all that, I get all brown. I'm going to try to go through it so you can see the outcome of it. So you saw everything that he was putting in there ends up looking like rice. And they dump it in the same bag of plastic that they just had plastic in. That is... Oh, boy. That's disgusting. America trying to kill us one way or the other. So it's just, yeah, it's just too much. I I really encourage people to have their own garden, mm-hmm. even if it's just like some tomatoes or some basil or something. Yeah. I just just try to have your own. Yeah, just grow, just, just grow your own food. So, do y'all remember a few months ago, well, like two months ago, rather, um, the Dallas cop Amber Geiger who killed uh, the guy in her house? Yeah, was his house. Yeah. yeah. So, grand jury decided to indict her on a murder charge. Good. Now, you know, she's indicted again because the first time they indicted her, I guess something went wrong. So I'll read the article. It says, a Dallas County grand jury on Friday indicted former Dallas police officer, which means she must have been fired, Amber Geiger, for murder, according to county court records. Geiger shot and killed Bodum Jean, an unarmed black man, in his Dallas apartment on September 6th. And Geiger, 30, killed Jean in his apartment after returning to her apartment complex. I, I think we all know the story at this point. Um, if you do not, I guess you need to use your Googles. Needless to say, she has been indicted. We'll see how this works. Hopefully it doesn't play out like it usually does where she lost her job. She'll probably find one in a different department in a different state. <sighs> so that's that. Um, moving right along, back to home base. Q, I, don't, I know you had to have seen this because I know your coworkers talk about this, and especially Chris. So mm-hmm. a D.C. clerk stalled a marriage over foreign New Mexico ID card. Wait, what? Yeah, so I'll read it. 
NBC, a clerk and a supervisor refused to accept a New Mexico's man's state driver's license as he sought a marriage license because the clerk and her supervisor believed that New Mexico was a foreign country. <laughs> but <laughs> the, mm, never mind. <laughs> uh, where's old? So I, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. It says after <laughs> after approaching the clerk for a license and showing her New Mexico ID, Clarkson said that the clerk told him that he needed an international passport to get the marriage license. Clarkson said that he protested to a supervisor who also told him that he needed a foreign passport. The clerk finally concluded New Mexico was a state after Clarkson objected three times. Clerk granted the license to Clarkson and his fiance. She thought New Mexico was a foreign country. Clarkson said to the clerk, all the couples behind us waiting in line, waiting in line were laughing. Clarkson, who was an enrolled member of the Choctaw Nation, said if he had his tribal identification card, he might have had an easier time than showing his New Mexico driver's license. In a statement, the D.C. court system acknowledged the state effort to the Sun News. We understand that a clerk in our marriage bureau made a mistake regarding New Mexico's 106-year history as a state. Leah H. Gerowitz, spokeswoman for the D.C. court, said in an email, we very much regret the error and the slight delay it caused New Mexico residents in applying for a D.C. license. It ends the article by saying New Mexico became a U.S. state in 1912. Mm-hmm. God, America is fucked up. <laughs> That's so loud. Like, the, the fact they just saw Mexico and was like, nah. <laughs> that just means that the overall like Ge- geography system is fucked up too. Because how do you not know that as a high schooler? Wow. I, well, the court system in DC is federalized, so <laughs> true. <clears throat> true. So, okay. Next article. So, a mom was stabbed to death in front of her family through car window after giving a homeless woman cash. A Maryland woman was stabbed to death in front of her family after rolling down a car window and giving money to a homeless woman. 53-year-old Jacqueline Smith from Aberdeen, Maryland, was riding in a car with her husband and his daughter on Saturday night when they stopped to help a panhandler. Smith noticed a woman handling what appeared to be a baby and carrying a sign that read, Please help feed me and my baby. Smith, who was sitting in the passenger seat at the time, rolled down her window and began to hand the woman some cash. That's when an unknown man approached the vehicle, stabbed the woman, and then left the location. The woman holding uh, the woman holding the baby then took off with the assailant, who was described as being a six foot tall man in his thirties with a gold tee. Uh, two friends said that Smith said that she had a heart of gold, and she still did not believe all the details of the incident. It just didn't sound right to me. It didn't sound right. It just. But if it did, I can see her doing that, going in her purse and giving someone some money because she's the type of person who would do that for anybody. We don't want people destroying other people's lives. This is inconsolable. And as I've continued to say, one life lost in this city is one life too many. Mm. See, that's why I don't give people, that's why I don't give strangers money. I didn't want to be the first person to say it. I, I'm not. And Greg, you know this. Absolutely. I, that's not normal though, y'all. Like niggas don't just kill you for giving them money. It, it's not normal, but I don't even I don't want to put myself in that no. position. So, so it, my answer the answer it. is automatically no. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, I was just saying that it seems like they're just sick in the head. Yeah, that was definitely drug related somehow. Yeah, some something's not right about that. So, but let it be known. If you ask, if you're a panhandler and you somehow found your way to an iPhone and you're listening to this podcast, I, and you ask me for it and you stop me on the street. First of all, my headphones are going to be on. So I'm going to pretend that I don't hear you. But in the event that I do, the answer is no. I've been in situations and this is not to like bring down for people who are without I've been in situations where a homeless person or a person who is without, because I hate the word homeless, um, they have asked me for change and say I'm coming home and I have like food or something like that. I'll, I'd rather them have the food. So there's one instance and Q knows it. 
I gave the person like some catered food from my office. It was like a whole. Oh, yes, I remember this. And the guy said to me, and I quote, I'm homeless, not hungry. Did not take the food. Actually made me feel like. <laughs> he, he literally made I'm me feel I'm homeless, not hungry. I was like, oh, damn. Like, okay, so you were going to take my money because he said on his sign that he was hungry. He's like, hey, do you have some change? I'm hungry. I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm actually giving you food. And it wasn't like I was just giving him like the extra quarter pounder with cheese that's in my bag or some shit. I'm giving him like a catered tray of food. And I'm not trying to make it seem like it's more than what it is. But either way, I'm giving you what you were requesting. He goes and says, Nah, this isn't enough. So basically, fuck you. He didn't take the food. I ended up getting on the train and the whole ride home. I'm like, yo, I'm never giving anybody any money anymore. So a year later, Q and I, this is when Q had the whole situation in Adams Morgan where he ended up having to fight the homeless man. <laughs> so, and the homeless man took his pepperoni. <laughs> so that confirmed. I, I, I remember that story. <laughs> So that confirmed it for me. And then more recently, which was really funny, was I'm coming home from work and homeless, the homeless guy that I see downtown on um, 18th Street, like at the bottom of like Farragut North and DuPont, every single day, I'm on my way home. And I, I just decided to call an Uber that day. Who is driving a fucking BMW right beside me at seven o'clock? John Wall. The same guy, the homeless dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> so naturally, I called my mom, and she says, oh, well, that guy, I know he's not homeless. Everybody talks about him. How did you not know? And I was like, I thought he was homeless. Apparently, there are people who are not homeless, but they will, they just squat. So say if, you know how white people have this thing where they'll just go and lay out on public land on their lunch break and shit like that? So people... Yeah. People were going and thinking that this dude was homeless. So they would go and put money in a cup while he's taking a nap outside. And he gets up, he takes the cash, and he goes to work, and then he goes home. Mm-hmm. So I, I, did, I did not know that was a thing. Um, D.C., I don't know what they need to do to change that, but it was the wildest thing in the world. Uh, moving, moving right along to the next article, though. So a daycare worker says, I'm sick of this little bitch before smothering a crying baby to death. Oh, yeah, she just be smothered to death. So, um, I want y'all to just guess where this happened. Florida? Florida. Nope, not Florida this time. This one's going to surprise Jersey? You. Nope, nope, not Jersey. This one, when I say this is going to surprise you, it's really... West Virginia. Close, but not West Virginia. You, you Atlanta? Nope, nope. A Baltimore woman admitted to murder... Oh, wow. Figures. A Baltimore woman admitted to murdering a sleepless baby girl while she was working at a daycare. In an emotional hearing on Tuesday, Leah Walden, 24, pled guilty to the murder of eight-month-old Reese Bowman last year at a daycare center downtown. Walden was sentenced to 70 years in prison. Good. She should. I hope she rots in that prison. Yeah, that's why. Why did they say why she did it? Was her? Like the article, it's currently is loading because my computer is being trash right now. But yeah, that I don't even, I, I don't even have an answer. Why? Just, just she said, I'm sick of this little bitch. That's Eight, wow. She said that. That's what she said. She said that as she was killing her. I'm sick of this little bitch. And this is why people say, even though I used to think it was wrong when people would say, you don't deserve to have children. Some people honestly should not have children. Q has said this multiple times. A lot of people, both men and women, should not have children. And and those be niggas who having kids. Exactly. Those ones who have kids. Exactly. But Q has Q has said this multiple times. A lot of people are not fit for children. So that, and mind you, she wasn't even the parent. She was the day the caregiver. What the. F- I'm telling you, you need to do background checks and do the back. Yeah, I don't, I don't even play with that because a lot of daycares they don't. I don't know. I really don't trust it. You really have to be a reputable place, and I really would have to, you know, have high references because you really just can't have your kids anywhere, even certain family members. Exactly. Too, like, yeah, no. that's that's so true. As kind of. 
it kind of makes me glad that until until my kids were school age, mm-hmm. they stayed home. Yeah, didn't mm-hmm. put. They stayed home. See, so let, let's move on. So, oh boy, Amancic Bradford Jr., Alabama man was shot in the back by police. I don't have y'all seen this. Have y'all seen the video at all? Is this the one that's on camera of them actually shooting him? Like, I, I think that's a that's another article. I think I have that one as well. But okay. this, this guy was shot and killed by an officer during a mall shooting on Thanksgiving that left two other people wounded. So a man. Oh yeah, I seen this one. You know, <laughs> he was shot in the head, neck, and hip at the River Chase Galleria in Hoover, Alabama. Alabama. So now we do we need to just add Alabama to our list of states to completely cut out of the United and just leave them on an island by their own with Florida and Memphis and Jersey. And what's, what's the other state that we said? Either way. So police identified uh, him as a gunman in a shooting of an 18 year old man and 12 month, a 12 year old girl last month. But they later admitted that they were mistaken and have since arrested another man, Aaron Brown, 20 who had handed himself into the police. According to an autopsy required by Bradford's family, a police officer <laughs> shot the 21-year-old three times from behind. From behind. There's nothing that justifies him shooting EJ as he's moving away from him. You know, what was said by Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Crump, the lawyer representing Bradford's family, reportedly had said this. Uh, Bradford was carrying a weapon at the time of the shooting for which he had a permit. Police said that he heightened the sense of threat at the scene by drawing his gun after shots rang out at the mall. How can you draw your gun after you just got shot in the head, neck, and hip? More importantly, Q, you you said this a few months ago. Alabama is a carry-free state, isn't it? So it is not illegal to actually carry a gun in public. No, it's not. It, you, it, you can conceal carry. Yeah, you can now, carry. You can carry in, in public. Now, are they going to? Are you going to try to say since he was at a gallery, which I'm assuming is a mall in Alabama, since it's they'll try to use the premises thing in that firearms aren't allowed on like you know land or premises either way you shot this man in the back and he wasn't even the fucking person you were looking for fucked up ways man jesus oh but we're we're not done because we're done with the shooting people and the random you know assholes who are killing babies but a woman disappeared on vacation after texting her airbnb was sketchy and getting into an unknown car so carla's uh, Steph Stefanik, I guess I don't want to butcher her name. We'll just say Carla Stefanik. <laughs> just for reference, her name was spelled S T. Um, what is S T E F A N I A K? So Stefaniak, uh, Steph. Her name. Her name is an adjective. <clears throat> I was like, yo, that's crazy. So a uh, one a Florida woman, Jesus Christ, Florida. Oh my goodness. Um, a Florida woman mysteriously disappeared on a Costa Rican vacation after texting family uh, several family members that her living situation was sketchy. So I'm instant, I'm instantly just reading this when she said a Costa Rican vacation. I'm thinking Airbnb. So I'm just waiting for the article to say this. So the family of Carla told CBS Miami that the 36-year-old never boarded her flight home on Wednesday. Yeah, that's... Um, so Carla's sister-in-law, April Burton, said that the two were texting around 8 p.m. Tuesday night when Carla said that it was raining and the power went out in her Airbnb. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah, well, Miami never to get an Airbnb. Ever. Ever. Ever in life. It's pretty sketchy here was the last message that Burton received. Words cannot express how shocking and devastating that this is to her family and friends. If anyone can help us with the situation, it would be highly appreciated. Before receiving the alarming messages, Carla's family only saw photos of her smiling and happy. According to the owners of the Airbnb, Carla was last seen getting into an Uber, 
However, the Uber driver she traveled with and security guards said that she left an unknown car. Uber said there was no transaction on her account early Wednesday morning. Can I just say shit like this makes you never want to travel by yourself? Ever. Yeah, I don't. I I, I was thinking about doing that shit, but I was like, nah, man, what if I I can't carry no weapon on me? You know what I'm saying? Like, what am I supposed to? I don't know. Yeah, what can you do, yo? You in they house. They know every nook and cranny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. People think that movie, like, taking and shit like that is a joke because, like, all right, Liam Neeson is, like, literally, like, throat chopping people. But shit like this happens every day. I I don't want to say I guarantee that she's, like, deceased, but she's probably a part of some drug ring or some prostitution ring or something like that because they prey on that. They're not killing people. They are literally taking people, snatching them up. One woman decided to go to co- like to Costa Rica. Mind you, she's 36 and she's grown. She can do what she wants. But she traveled on her own. A lot of people do that whole, I'm going on my own little girl's trip with me and my girlfriends and it's two of us. But Chris, as a woman, I'm sure that you've been on a trip and you have that friend that just don't want to fuck around with everybody else. And she wants to do her own thing. So she just goes off on her own. I can see the same situation happening here. So apparently Carla's brother traveled to Costa Rica to search for his sister. And he said that he is not coming back until he finds her. This reminds me of that article that Q, you had sent me maybe seven, eight years ago about that woman who got lost in Aruba and they still haven't found her. Mm -hmm. She was on a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. Y'all need to be careful, man. Like these little trips, these wish you were here trips that sound too good to be true. These, $83. Eighty-three dollars. Yeah, you got, you got, you got to go with a crowd. Man. Mm-hmm. You got to go with a crowd. More importantly, I'm, I'm skeptical. I mean, I know they don't really come at the men like that, but not saying they can't happen to men. But I'd be skeptical with my little sister driving. I'm like, man, look, don't be just walking over because they be looking to snatch it out. They looking to snatch them over here, mm-hmm. like at, at home. So it don't even. You know, magic goes to another country. I'm telling. I think that Airbnb has something to do with it. Think about like you, you as a person who host an airbnb and i've been in airbnbs with family where we found like little hidden cameras and shit like that Just mm-hmm. what no, i'm telling you like i want to say it was a hidden camera there was like a camera in a book like in a bookshelf behind a picture because even though that is your home you don't know who the fuck is there we just talked about it a couple weeks ago about that you know that dude who was renting an apartment room you know, a bedroom in an apartment from a girl, and then he was stalking her, saying he wanted to see her and all that other shit. Like, uh, wow. <laughs> Airbnb is not regulated. It's you know, once you basically give them your money, that's on you at that point. So if you decide you want to save yourself two hundred dollars and pay sixty five dollars a night to stay in somebody's home, you don't know what the fuck is in their house, and more importantly. Most Airbnbs, people will just rent out a room and they still are in the fucking house. You don't know what type of crazies are there. Just spend the extra money for the security of your, you know, your hotel. Stop trusting Airbnb and more. Somebody needs to regulate that. Instead of going and building borders and shit like that, go ahead and please like deal with Airbnb because this isn't the first time. It won't be the last. Um, yeah, it won't be. That's the sad thing. It won't. So, I guess in entertainment news, so, do you remember the dude who did the whole meme, the what are those? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So, he died at 31. So, his name is Young Busco. Jesus Christ. So, he's a comic whose real name is Brandon Moore. You know, he became an overnight sensation because he did the Vine video, what are those? Added so, to the culture. He added to the culture. Exactly. What, what happened to Vine? They're killing off all the things that literally could prosper. Somebody needs to come up with a platform that we can all use and keep. They're trying to take Tumblr from us. They're taking Vine. What is next? Having a Vine is Instagram video. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> Snapchat. That shit fucked all that up. So I guess, you know, rest in peace to Young Busco. Um, in lighter news, I don't know if this has been updated yet, but they are saying that Juicy J might be the new president of Columbia Records. Mm-hmm. Mm, that'd be nice. I would really like that. That yeah, is a would. big deal. Gee, like, can you imagine the come up of Juicy J? Like, wow. Yeah, that's crazy. 
I'm sure Tony's gonna be so appreciative of the fact that we. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got shout out to Tony. Goodness. So, um, the singer Miguel he finally married his girlfriend, uh, Nazinen Mandy. Gosh, she's beautiful. I, have y'all seen a picture of this girl before? Yeah, but I thought they did marry. I thought they were too. I thought it was just like okay. Maybe it might have been a long engagement, but she is. Yeah, because I could have sworn I saw them already do this ceremony. I don't know. <laughs> that is her. She is. Look at the, whatever ring that ring that she got on. I don't even know how her finger holding up for that shit. But she is. <laughs> she is gorgeous. I've been following her on Instagram for a while. I try not to like too much because apparently Instagram be hating on your feed. You like two pictures from somebody and that's all you see on your timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah. So there's that. Um, Chris, I have to ask you, how do you feel mm-hmm. about this whole Takashi 6 9 and Treyway thing? <laughs> I think he's going to get off. You think so? I don't know how yet, but he's going to get off. What about you? And then Charlamagne will have to suck his dick. Wait, did you say, you say Charlamagne will have to suck? <laughs> yeah, you heard about that? <laughs> yeah, he was like, he said, if he get off, then I, I was like, come on, dude. Q, what about you? <laughs> yeah, he gonna get off that shit. Some way, somehow. Just the wiretaps. <clears throat> the wiretaps gonna clean everything up for him. I'm telling you. They are. They tried to kill this man. <laughs> yeah. What? His lawyer gonna pick that shit apart. And even though they got him on camera allegedly putting a uh, a bounty on um a bounty on uh Chato, Chiki's cousin Chato head, but they his lawyer can spend that any type of way. He can eat that shit up. Like man, ain't talking about that. Like he can he can spend that. But they, they, the wiretaps they have, the they know they have. Oh yeah, that shit gonna work in his favor. Cause you know they was using them, yeah. But the thing, the thing with the whole Takashi situation for me though is, I thought he was an informant for months. Like he kept getting away with murder, and literally now everybody's like, oh yeah, he going to jail forever. I'm like. But he been getting away with shit for at least a year, two years. Now, like now, all of a sudden they are just catching on. But hey, if he goes, he goes. So I, I guess. But they said that it wasn't him that snitched. That it was, you know, an ex crew member who all of a sudden had done that. Hmm. 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 See, the thing is, like. We've seen this as a time. We've seen this timeline. We watched this shit out like it was a movie. And it's still playing out like a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, we watched the whole timeline of this shit. From beginning to end. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit's, shit's crazy. So, Michelle Obama, she revealed why she did not run for president. She said, basically, I don't want to be president. My path was never has never been politics. I just happened to marry somebody whose passion was politics. Just because he like it, just because he likes it doesn't mean that I like it. I agree with her. Like, why would she want to be president? I love her. Honestly, some things just aren't for everybody. And can you imagine, like, I don't want y'all stressing out Michelle. Why not? Like, just leave her alone. Let her... Yeah, leave my aunt alone, though. Just... <laughs> and let me tell you, if you have not... Uh, bought her book, or or like me who has an Audible account has has her audio book has the audio audio book. Get it? That book is amazing. It's amazing. It's it's called becoming herself or something like that. Right? No, it's it's no because it's just becoming Be- becoming. Okay. Yes, definitely. It. Right. I listened to the first first five chapters. The book is twenty two. The audio book is twenty six hours long, so you got. I definitely have, I have to listen to it in, in chunks, but it's a great read. It's a mm-hmm. great read. Yeah, 
and it tells a story like 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 she gets really personal about just details of like her marriage the early years of her marriage mm-hmm. the 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 um the, the stresses of trying to have kids and end up like you know she revealed that um that Malia and Sasha would were conceive IVF because she could not get pregnant Mm. And how she had to, like, how she was, like, in the bathroom sticking a, plunging a needle into her thigh, trying to get pregnant. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like the fan of it. Yeah, I can keep going interview people. I'm trying to keep getting interviews. Mm. But I guess moving right along. So, one of my coworkers said that they were going to cancel their Netflix account because. Friends is no longer on Netflix. Say that again. Friends are no longer on it because they're going to cancel the account. No, nah, my friend said that they're canceling Netflix because Friends is no longer able to be watched on Netflix. They, they, Who they wants to watch it? Friends? They reversed <laughs> it. <clears throat> they reversed that. Wait, so they can reverse that, but they canceled Luke Cage, Daredevil. Ah, <sighs> boy. So cancel all the good shit, but isn't Friends already on like TBS and TNT and Fox? Like, yeah, I've never watched those type of like. I've never watched Friends. I've never watched uh, the. Here's the thing, Friends. I I understand because like, like Friends is like Martin to us. Like the last episode of Martin was filmed in ninety what ninety six, and it's we're still watching it like. Like they, so I get it, but it's Friends. The show has not; they have not had an episode in twenty years. Yeah, it's time to let it go. So, question: What do you? Th- what do you- I hated Friends? I mean, it was cool, but it was like it wasn't my narrative. Was- Martin was my friends. Mm-hmm. Martin was the shit, and always will be the shit. Yeah. Shout out to Martin. It was way more relatable <laughs> to me. It was. It's everybody for me, for real. Mm. <clears throat> so, up next, Lil Zan checks into rehab and his girlfriend shares sweet message to fans. He loves each one of you. Lil Zan, 22, is getting help for his opioid addiction. His girlfriend, Annie Smith, announced that Zan, whose real name is Diego Lianos, I guess Lianos, yes, headed to rehab on December 2nd. <laughs> Which she which she revealed on the betrayed rapper's Instagram account. I'm sorry for all the confusion circulating about Diego's leaving for rehab. She explained it's a tricky thing since. Pe- fuck no no no! I'm not doing this. I'm not reading a statement from somebody going to rehab. Nope. This, see, this is my thing. I'm I don't even like this whole situation. I don't like anything about this shit. Mm-mm. A nigga, a little white boy named Louis Zane that's probably rich as fuck already. Mm-hmm. Has a opioid addiction. He's fucking appropriating our culture. Bingo. And thinking that we supposed to feel sorry for him. Boy, fuck you. Go somewhere, man. Nobody came about your shit. Like, you did this shit to you. Like, nobody told you to do it. You did this. Damn, man. What next? Yeah, that's it. We're gonna let that one go. That wasn't really about this life. Yeah, we know little Zane. Lanny just suspected Tupac, little bitch. I just. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So, finally, uh, well, no, we got two other stories. So, Winnie Harlow, I don't know if you guys know exactly who she is, but she was a contestant. The Moo Cow model. Yeah. So, she was on uh, American Next Top Model, Cycle 21, I think. I, trust, I had to actually go and research this shit. So, Cycle 21. She went on what uh, Watch What Happens Live, and she had said, I really started after the show because that really didn't do anything for my career, which it doesn't do anything for any model's career, realistically. A photographer from London hit, uh, hit me up, major photographer Nick Knight, and he was like, hey, I've seen your photos online. I want to do a shoot with you. It went viral, and I got campaigns from there, and it hasn't stopped since. Basically, what she's saying is America's Next Top Model has not helped anybody. Um, I guess I can 
I guess I could play the clip. Let me see if I can find this shit. Um, I'll try to make it quick. <clears throat> when it was just someone that was on America's Next Time Model that died of breast cancer. Oh yeah. Did you realize you had made it? Is it seeing all these young girls? I work in dermatology. They no longer want to find cover up. They're proud, and they're like, "Supermodels do it. I can do it too." Nice. When did you know you made it? I mean, yeah. I mean, you were on America's Next Top Model. You did great, and then, but then you really broke through, and here we are. Um, so I really started after the show because that really didn't do anything for my career, uh-huh. which it doesn't do anything for any model's career, realistically. But um, a photographer from London hit me up, major photographer, Nick Knight, and he was like, hey, I've seen your photos online and I want to, you know, do a shoot with you. It went viral and it went campaigns from there and it hasn't stopped since. So was was the show, were the opportunities that you thought were going to come from the show that just yeah. never happened? Well, that's why it went on because I thought like that was going to be a career starter, but it was really like a reality TV show. Uh-huh. That's not what I signed up for. Right. Yeah. Wow. So it's almost like you made it in, in spite of the show. Well, I wouldn't like to say that because it was still like a part of my history and I'm really grateful for everything that I've done like, yeah. to get where I am, but... Yeah. Um, Brad, uh, and, and, um, okay. Um, here's my thing. So apparently Tyra Banks responded and she said, she say that I discovered her on Instagram. Well, I discovered her on Instagram and she's on this show. So what do you think that means? So then she continued to say, I have nothing but love for my girls and my girls come from so many walks of life and so much pain and so much hardship. And so much story. And a lot of the times when people express themselves in certain ways, there's a reason. I respect her confidentiality in her life. I have to give her, I have to give love to her because they're all my babies. Even the ones that act out are still my baby. Um, so then Eva Marcel, who won America's Next Top Model Cycle 3, said, you know what? It amazes me that people get opportunities and they totally forget who gave them those opportunities. Winnie Harlow is a beautiful girl, but let's be clear. We all know her because of Top Model. The world knows her, Drake knows her, Wiz Khalifa knows her because of Top Model. So to just Tyra, mm-hmm. everyone, this huge platform, I think is really whack. Thank you, Eva. Thank you for actually saying exactly what the fuck I was about to say. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. nigga, what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, well, I'm, I'm telling you, I that get doesn't it. make sense at all. Nobody would have even seen her if it wasn't yeah, for like, like, I don't understand how she. Anybody checking for her, no Benelago model? I don't understand how like, she can say that. Friends. If you're on TV, that's exposure. So yes, it did something <laughs> for you. What are you talking about? I'm telling. What's gonna happen is Winnie. You got cocky now. That yeah. girl's gotten really cocky, and let's to be honest, I don't even think she's that cute at all. At all. It's not even because of the vitiligo. Because I've seen people with vitiligo that look better than her. I I, I just don't. Like, I feel like it's just really getting to her head. She, she she's gonna have to live because that that's just a lot. I, I'm really upset and disappointed with how she treated that whole situation. Um, basically just make it seem like they did nothing for you and your platform was your platform before and after. Like, honestly, she probably still says America's next top model winner. She doesn't go and just say Winnie Harlow model. Like, I don't care how Anna Wintour loves you and you've been in a couple magazines. You wouldn't have gotten there without the platform that you started on. So... Uh, she she fell for the day. If I could give an award for like, actually, we need to make an award, the Winnie Harlow Award for people who just take their shit for granted. <laughs> this, this is the girl reading the logo, right? Yeah, we like that. Yeah. So every week, I feel like we have to give Make somebody sure my- Harlow. Yeah, when they made when they made that joint over for her, I was like, yo, everybody's going to hell for this. Everybody. It's so accurate, though. It wasn't accurate, but everybody's going to hell. <laughs> I believe that, man. Yeah, honestly, as of this episode, we have to give out a weekly Winnie Harlow award because some people don't see themselves for what they are. And yeah, that one. Actually, you know what? This week's this week we do have a Winnie Harlow award recipient. We do, and it goes to none other than Jaquan. Jaquan, what's up with Jaquan? So, Jaquan is actually back apparently. So, 
in the second installment of 2018's in uh, 2018, BT did a finding series where basically they go after people who were not so forgotten. And of course, Jaquan hasn't had but one hit. I'm going to just play a little snippet of this interview because because it's fun, honestly. This shit literally gives me giggles. Um, here we go. Hell the hell, Jaquan talking about. <laughs> Growing up in St. Louis, it was it was fun. I was the youngest. You know, out of all my brothers, a lot of people said I was the ugly one. So I always did stuff to get, like, attention. Clearly, I did that well. At 12, mama like this. Drill, either you going to stand on my roof and do what I want you to do as far as school, because she felt like, you know, you need education, which I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. She gave me the, the choice. Rap, leave. Stay here, go to school. Whether it was rap or whatever it was, I mean, I was. I'm sorry. Just like, just like Jake's <laughs> career. <I'm laughs> hey, yo, I didn't even know it was that much of a story to tell. The fact that they. No, there's a link on YouTube. The whole episode is 24 minutes long, which is longer than Jaquan's actual album. <laughs> that's, wow. that's what kills me. No, I'm I'm actually not joking. It's literally longer than Jim Kwan's album. So um and this obviously is with commercials and everything, but without the commercial, it's 24 minutes, which is probably longer than his whole career. So the youngest of three sons, Jaquan born Jarrell J. Uh, Jarrell C. Jones, left home at the age of 12 after his mother cracked down on his school absences. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. He left home at twelve. Where'd he go? I don't know. So thankfully, oh, following sentence. Thankfully, his uncle took him in, even when his own brother's grandmother would not. His own brother's. Okay, can I just say the fact that it says your own brother's grandmother? If Q and I are relatives, but we have like a different like set of grandparents and stuff like that, my grandparents should not have to take Q in because of you. So, yeah. either way, so Jaquan was allowed to sleep in his deuce and a quarter, which, unbeknownst to twelve-year-old Jaquan, was slang in his Buick. Oh boy! So. Basically, Jaquan admitted that he was in a stormily dark place he never willfully returned to. I'm nothing like the old me. I don't even want to visit that place. It was scary. Um, I just want to know who had the, I don't want to say the better career, but who would you rather hear a song from in 2018? Jaquan or Chingy? Jaquan. <laughs> Chingy. <laughs> okay. All right, so you know, I, at least Chingy had a cool dance with his shit and more hits than just one. Boom. So I mean, Hood Hop was straight, right? Well, no, Chingy had Holiday Inn and one mm-hmm. going away. Well, apparently right. he right. had a whole couple, a couple of jokes. He's coming. He's coming. I like the way she do that right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's coming out with a new album that I heard one song is called like On Go. It's actually pretty good. Um, I didn't know it was Chingy until I put it in Shazam. I was like, hey, Chingy, who the fuck is that? But anyway, let's do what's bothering us. That way we can try to hurry up and get out of here. We're going to make this episode short this week. So, Chris, what's bothering you? Oh, well, Chris is gone. So, CJ, what is bothering you? Clout chasing. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> yeah. It's cloud chasing. It's bothering me. It's like, what do you, what do you, what do you need it for? What are you trying to prove? You know what I mean? Like, why are you not, why are you not moving through life trying to get some type of clout mm. instead of just being happy? 
Just be you. Be yourself. Show people respect. And be happy. God will look out for you. Mm. He really will. But if you try to jump out your lane and just, when you go looking for chaos, usually it's the chaos you can't handle. You know what I mean? You think you can, but you can't handle it. Like 75% of the time, I would say, Mm. the, the people that go seeking drama are usually people who never been through anything real. Because people that have been through real drama don't want no part of that shit. Nope. You know what I mean? Some, the other, uh, what, 25%, them motherfuckers just crazy. <laughs> they go seeking it. You know, I'm not going to say they ain't been through nothing real, but 70, like, 75% of people that go seeking, seeking for drama never been through no real situations. Mm. And they just cloud chasing and just trying to make up for Whatever lost time they thought they had, it was like, nigga, you, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make you a better person or anything. It's different people just had different um, experiences with life. You know? We all have battles. You know? Everybody has a battle. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it does, just because this guy's battle is visible, don't mean this person is that much stronger than you. Because they might can't take your battle you go through your everyday life. You know what I mean? Fact. Everybody, everybody different, man. So I just feel like the title chasing. I'm, I'm, I'm mad that it's part of the culture now. It's actually part of the culture. I, it's a lot of shit. We need to have like a cultural cleanse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, a, like a cleanse. The, let's cleanse the culture one day, dog. Like, ah, damn. Like, I think I'm gonna put that on Facebook and Twitter. Mm-hmm. We need, a, we need a cultural cleanse. Yeah? Exactly. A lot of shit is being accepted that should not be. It's just destructive. Yeah, it's destructive right. to us. That's all I got. Well, for me, what's bothering me is our lack of five-star reviews on the iTunes store and reviews. So Mm. I just want y'all to go and rate us five stars on iTunes. Mm -hmm. We will actually read it on the show live. We, We need those. Like, when we now we are at the point where we're on iTunes, and if you type in "young black," you ain't even got to type anything else. We show up as and bothered. So we appreciate mm-hmm. everybody who is listening and who is watching. You know who are watching us on live when we go live and everything. But we want more. We we love y'all so much. We come with the content weekly, even though like this week will be short. We just want y'all to know we do care. But help us out a little bit. Give us a five star review. Buy some merchandise on T Public. You know, donate to you know Patreon. Hit up our sponsors. Hit up Flipboard. You know, thank you for you know helping us out. Mm-hmm. More importantly, like we we got habits. We want to give you our content. So mm-hmm. that's what the five star reviews. So that's what's bothering me. Just do us a favor and give us five star reviews, and we will read them live on the air. So Q, what's bothering you this week? What's bothering me this week? Huh. <clears throat> I, I go back to what what we were talking about early, earlier in the show about it's some parents that just don't deserve to some parents that don't deserve to be parents. Why are you letting it? Why are you letting a child dictate when they go to school or this or that? Like they run, like they run shit. You run nothing but mm-hmm. your but your mouth. <laughs> you don't run nothing. You don't help pay a bill. So you don't have the right to, well, I don't want to go to school today. Fuck that. Get your ass up and get the fuck out of my house and go to school. Learn something. Put something in your goddamn brain. Mm-hmm. It kills me as as an educator. Like I, as an educator and as a parent. I wish my child would tell me, oh, oh we'll go to school. Oh, you I'll be like Jay Kwan's mom. You go to school, you <laughs> fuck out my house. <laughs> oh, my. Like, make sure your damn kids go to school. That's why there is a compulsory, that's why there is a compulsory attendance law. Get their asses to school because when they don't know nothing and then, then they living in your house all the rest of their life, because they can't afford, because they can't get a job, because they, because they don't know, have an education, or they can't read because they don't go to school to learn how to read. Big fact. And they don't know what the hell they're signing. Big fact. Send their asses to school. And mm-hmm. not just send them to school. And not, not only send them to school, make sure they're on time. Mm. 
The worst thing that I hate as a teacher when I have a student, a chronically late student, comes at 9.30, school starts at 8 o'clock, 8.15, 8.30, some schools 7.45. Mm. You're coming in at 9 o'clock. First of all, you're interrupting my lesson. Second of all, you've already missed, you've already missed the bulk of what I'm teaching, mm-hmm. which means I got to go back and do extra work to catch your crazy, lazy ass up. And you only have one job, which is to show up. You have one job, get to school. Mm. Parents, you have one job. Get your kids to school one time. That's what's bothering me this week. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, that is exactly what is bothering us this week. We are the Young Black and Bothers podcast. You can follow us at Young Black Pod on every single platform as well as every single platform you can listen to. So, follow us there. But where can they follow you guys individually? You can follow me at CJackCity202 on Twitter. CJack, being CJ Jackson on Facebook and Quiet CJ Money 2. On Instagram, uh, you can follow me on Instagram at your child's teacher nineteen oh six, and on Twitter at QDZ nineteen oh six. And shameless plug: this week, the illustrious brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated celebrate our Founders Day. So we're happy one hundred and twelfth Founders Day to the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha. Mm. A506. Happy Founders Day to you, my brother. And happy Founders Day to you. I'm sorry that I didn't get to text you yesterday to let you know that, but uh, I'm not I, I'm not I'm not I'm not uh I'm not in nothing. <laughs> he's like he's like, I ain't a part of that, but if you want to add me, sure. But, but thank you. But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um uh, also you can follow Chris at Chris Cash DC on every platform including twitter you can follow tony at tony the artist 06 he's not here this week but he'll be back next week um y'all better not follow me i don't really you know hit us on the main line other than that until next week we will see you Mm -hmm.